Welcome to the Keyforge Premier League podcast, where we will focus on the people of the community that are contributing to the growth of our sport. Get inside perspectives on the reasons they play Keyforge, what they think about the community, and various other sidebars and hijinks. Be sure to go to the website, www.keyforgepremierleague.com, to find everything you need to know to get started on your path to the top. Thank you again for tuning into the podcast. And if you have any inputs or requests, please reach out to us at keyforgepremierleague at gmail.com. And we will do our best to represent the demand of the player base. The Keyforge Premier League is by the community for the community. All right, and welcome back to the KFPL Weekly. This is Jupiter from Manlius, New York, and I have with me my good friend. Hey, guys, it's Drazcore. Yes, my co-host now and uh, thing. So what we're going to do is today is the day that we have put aside for the Logos Top 10. But before we get into that, I do have some cool news that the Season 1 of the KFPL has finally concluded. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we basically have a new grand champion um, in Vincent Martin, a.k.a. Kiwi from the Hamburg Atlanteans. Um, and he will be back for Season 2 uh, to defend his throne. Um, and the top four, all the top four games are pretty fun and great. Like uh, we had Ugluk come in third place. We had Dammit96 in second place and Kiwi in first place. And then uh, honorable mention to the fourth place finisher was Fierza. Um, so we had a pretty good representation. We had Canada, Australia, Germany, and Italy. So like pretty, pretty world renowned. Um, uh, for the first season of KFPL, I will say that uh, I was blown away with how successful it was. I think there was nothing but yeah. uh, pure gas in the fire. And uh, next season, we have all the specs in a new news video that I just put out today. Um, the first one I got actually got uh, censored on. I got uh, I got a warning for, and uh, I'm not. You got exact... a warning? What did you do? I, I don't know. <laughs> Quite honestly, I don't know. But I think it's because I put some of the stuff down about the prizing and the money and stuff like that. So I took all that out and redid the video and like. Uh, they basically uh, didn't strike me the second time. So, but I did put an appeal. I, d- I did put appeal in though because it doesn't say anything in the terms of contract that I couldn't do what I did. But they might have picked it up as me trying to gamble or do something like that. Is what I'm thinking. And it's like uh. it's it's not gambling. But I don't know. Whatever. Either way, I put out a second video that was no money involvement other than mentioning the $75 um, cash for luxurious playstyle. That is a prize. Um, and the season four um or season two invites and there's four of them going out on this is january the 9th um and this will be the first event of the new season and uh, for you guys that want to know about season two kfpl and what that entails as far as the the formats and stuff like that i'll go ahead and give you some breaking news unless drascore has something he wants to say first oh no no i i I mean i have things but not as exciting as what you're about to say, so go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so for KFPL Season 2, the conclusion was that we are going to have 48 participants, um, which are going to basically be... I'm bringing up all the full details so I don't mess this up because this is what mm. I this is what I normally do. Should I make a drum roll noise? Um, no, because <laughs> because I just want to make sure I don't I don't say something wrong because then I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be held to it and I don't want that. <laughs> well, I, I guess being held to it's fine, but um, either way. So... Sascap fifty five is that what you're going with? All right, you heard it here, folks. No. <laughs> no, 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 there, no, no, there is a there is basically <laughs> going to be a um there's gonna be 
fun stuff because it's going to be 48 person league eight groups of six so it's going to be round robin five week round robin so this time around like one of the mistakes that we made in the first season was we didn't have enough time to do nine rounds with 10 person pools so we decided instead of going smaller we'd go bigger right because of the amount of support we've had um so we went to 48 people this season which is eight more people than even last season but the groups will be determined by head-to-head play um, because everybody's going to play everybody. And so there's going to nice. be six groups of eight. Um, and then in, it's going to be five weeks of round robin. If somebody has to drop or wants to drop for some reason, there will be no buy. There will be somebody from the comp- competitive committee uh, for KFPL that will fill in with that person's decks and play the game against you. Um, so there will be there will be, huh. there will be no freebies and all the points will be earned and all the keys will be earned um, because we don't want to have any kind of weird drama where people get easier things later because they don't have to actually play anybody and give out free right, right, keys right. or figure out who gets how many keys um so we just are going to substitute that per- like me z or you know carl or, or or even muffins or whoever will jump in and play against you um so that is uh what we're going to do and that's what we decided because we don't want uh, any free games hopefully people don't drop and they just play out the five weeks as a commitment to the league but um we understand that some people don't have that time so we're not going to hold people you know in a headlock for it but with that said each of the first place seeds from each of the groups will get a, a, a basically um an advancement into the top 16. Now you're wondering, how do we get the other top eight? Is it just the second place? No, that would be too boring. So what we did is we upped it to the second and third seeds are going to basically have a play-in round for the top 16. So mm. so that means that basically in your group of six, that if you're in the top three, you get a chance to make top 16. So dropping shouldn't really be an issue because you should be able to find a way to play yourself into that third spot at least, right? So I'm, gotcha. we're, we're, we're hoping to keep some of the, the entertainment alive and uh, people's hopes alive live as that goes and stuff so um now the event i I, let's get to like what it is going to be so officially declared as of now and like earlier we're playing triad folks um the the stipulations for triad are this each deck has to be from a different set so there will be three decks and you have to you cannot match like you cannot have the same set you have to have different sets um, mm-hmm. Only one of the three decks can contain Heart of the Forest. Um, Heart of the Forest is allowed, but it can only be in one of the three decks. I'm assuming it will be AOA, but we wanted to make sure that if there's a Worlds Collider or Mass Mutations, Heart of the Forest, that somebody's not bringing like three. three yeah, like bringing three <laughs> okay. Heart of the Forest. Right. So that. Sascap, as you were mentioning earlier, is going to be none. Zero. Mm, okay. There are no SAS caps for this. Um, and mm-hmm. we want we want to be the first to make you hear this as well. Is that borrowing and um using your team decks are encouraged. We want you to use your team decks. We want you to play as a team. We want you to be in those groups. Um, if you have friends that have decks, you still will have to do the visual verification process through the DOK, which means you have to have a picture of a deck with your name and the date or like something that basically puts it in this time zone, in this time window, um, saying that you are allowed to use the deck. Um, only one, obviously one deck can be with a person if we find multiple decks um basically registered under like different people then we are going to have to figure out what we're going to do but you might just get like disqualified from that deck like that deck will be pulled out of the tournament and you guys will have to basically get rid of it or something but um basically 
you know, maybe first person who registers it, whatever. But like uh, in the end, like we're going to figure out who the deck should be with. And but we are just saying do your due diligence. If you own the deck, please do not give it out to multiple people. Um, since there has to be a visual ID, that means that they would have you'd have to knowingly try to be sneaky about it. And we don't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> we don't want to have to deal yeah, with that. All right. No. So um, as far as participants so far that are in, we have the 16 people from season one who have already registered, which means there's 32 slots. But then there's been uh, Jason won the monthly event uh, back when we first did the monthly event so he got a, an entry for that and then top four from the December 5th got entries so that's five more slots that are gone um, and basically we're going to have the qualifiers again the free qualifiers like we have the January 9th event that's coming up that'll have four spots but then we have basically we're going to have a bunch of qualifiers after that um like we did last time where we have basically two events on saturdays and we're going to have you know three from each um of the first couple um giving us six and six over those two weekends and then the last weekend we're going to have that big like super qualifier like we did last time um where it's one event with seven spots uh, that are remaining or if somebody decides to drop out of league and stuff like that we'll adjust that number but uh, that'll be on the 30th so 16th 23rd 30th those are key dates for you if you're trying to pre-qualify for free the um the ninth is the, the the last paid one um that will qualify you for season two um and help with the prize pool and stuff like that and another last bit of super news um is that next season's prize pool will be the same as season one's it will be 300 200 100 um and it was completely raised in funds from the tournaments and stuff so um we have nobody that had to come out of pocket for this personally um as far as like uh you know the people who ran it because last season was basically three different people that supported it and uh you know gave the full value of it and this season we were able to find a way to self-sustain which is a good thing because uh yeah we, people aren't going to keep coming out of pocket so hopefully yeah, hopefully yeah, you, you want to yeah keep keep building that momentum yeah so, ho- so so hopefully the uh the prize pools will get bigger eventually but for being being able to get to a self-sustaining season two in like one season, um, kudos to all you people out there in the community. Um, I'm very proud of what we did here with um, the KFPL, and now the KFPL is now the CKMN KFPL, as you know. Um, so lots of evolution happened during the season one, so season two could just be that much better. So me, Z, Carl, um, Kate, uh, aka Muffins, and our newest uh, member um, is Vaughn uh aka acadia um she's gonna be doing all our pr and stuff like that um and she's awesome so we're excited to have her on board so those are the five people that will be mostly doing everything for the kfpl this season um as we go forward plus our obvious we're gonna have media crews and we have two uh big media crews now because we have the screech bob omb boys from the uk and uh we have the call of the week guys from the from california so you might know those those are siaka and um yeah siaka and brobnar 89 and i'll be working with those guys as the eastern or sorry we're the western um western media group and then we have a mm-hmm. media group for the east in the uh screech bob omb boys <laughs> SBO boys, um, and that is uh, Baron Von Fabulous, uh, Callum, and uh, Vince Tuck. So nice. We are in a position yeah, to, to make some strides. So that is all Rolling. the updates. That's all the updates. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. So, so I gotta, I gotta ask you 
mm-hmm. about uh, season one bit, right? So first, congratulations, right? Just uh, to have built this momentum, must momentum, mm-hmm. and just have this thing rolling, and people are excited about it. People are talking about it positively. Like it's really, it's really cool. It's really cool. I'm curious, what was your favorite moment from the uh, the first season? Hmm. My favorite moment from season one was actually not a moment in the game. It was a moment of time where uh, Carl agreed to come on and help me because uh, Mm -hmm. that was a big commitment from him and uh, him and Steve from Crazy Killing Machine and to let me be added to their network. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that was huge in the full scope of everything, right? As far as uh, getting things to where they are now. Uh, I couldn't have done it without them. And then um, I knew Z was coming at some point to help because uh, he had just said he wanted to play in season one and then he would be out. And once he was out, he'd be fully in on the admin side. So he's not registering again for season two. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, so he had his run. But I I already knew Z would bring a lot to the table because he's very experienced with it and stuff. So. Um, I I think just the building of the team and the, and the, and and the ups and downs and like trying to figure things out and learning people's personalities and learning how to, uh, coexist. That was tough stuff, but like my, like just getting Carl on board and having a name like crazy killing machine behind the league was huge for me. Um, as far as like the momentum of it, right. Like, and basically showing how fast it was growing. Like, uh, that was pretty, pretty intense. And then. Close, mm-hmm. A close second to that would be the day I graduated from my master's program with yeah. the league basically yeah. uh, being my main project and stuff. So like uh, at that point, I was able to kind of be freed up to go crazy and start hamming out some of these videos and doing things with more mm-hmm. time on my plate. So um, I think those two are the greatest moments. As far cool. as if you're, if you're asking about a player moment, what was the greatest player moment? Yeah, if I was so so maybe I'll ask because that, that was a great answer. But but maybe I'll ask a, 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 another <laughs> question as well. So. I've mentioned to you personally. I don't think I've said on the on the podcast like this, but I'm a, I'm a huge podcast audio guy. Mm-hmm. But I I don't have a lot of time to watch like YouTube videos and that sort of stuff. So uh, though I did watch the three hour final, so we can talk about that in a moment. But uh, if if I were to go back and watch one game on the uh, KFPL channel, which one might you recommend that I that I go and watch for some some real exciting play? Oh man. Um... I would say anything that Erie Daly played in was good. <laughs> he uh, okay. he had some wonderful matches. Uh, I want to say he's putting me on the spot with this too, by the way. So I I'm, am. I'm, I am. I'm, I'm coming off the top of the head. <laughs> um, yes. So like I, I'm gonna remember. I remember that uh, I was a big fan of Erie Daly and watching Erie Daly play because he had some of the coolest deck interactions and just like lockdown moments of the, of the tournament and kind of like kiwi too kiwi had some great ones too but like um mm-hmm. i would say like if you want it to go to a level like um what would i say how about fierza in the top eight fierza versus Erie daily that was a pretty pretty fun match to watch i liked that one a lot and i would say that i would say go watch that okay one. awesome but, awesome maybe i'll check that one out um, and the, if, and, and, and if I do you think the final is worth checking out too. The uh, uh, you know I think both Z and Carl did a great job uh, commentating. The first and third game were were like both real exciting. Second one got a little grindy, but but overall still still fun. Uh, but it was it was really cool to to sit there and watch these guys just duke it out with some real smart heads up plays and whatnot. Hmm. 
the other the other game that was really high on my list if you if I, I don't know i'm pretty sure it's on the channel somewhere but like there was the game between gore belly and um uh damn it 96 that was a game mm. that went to time and only like i think we only had one game this season go to time and it was that one and mm. um but that game was really intense back and forth like lots of fun stuff going on and i believe it was done by the SBO boys i want to say that did that one mm. but uh so like uh, i would i would probably check that one out too that one's pre- that was pretty good but um if you want to see a cool deck anything that has the rev one or zyre playing their ganka decks they were pretty fun um lots of cool things but i mean all the i liked watching all the videos honestly like recording them all because um there was just good stuff all over the league like uh yeah a lot of good players yeah. a lot of good players and oddly enough, RNG only really, I think, affected one or two games like really horribly where like you were just like, wow, that game was blown out. Like that was not, yeah. not what I expected. You know, I think there's two games like that that I went that that was unfortunate, you know. Mm. But uh, yeah, I think of the of the games I played in, uh, I don't think any of them I was like, oh, that was just all RNG and there was nothing either I or my opponent could have done. Like every single game Mm-mm. was you know, hard fought. It was, uh, there was matchup stuff. There was, you know, people outsmarting each other and bidding. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was, it was fun stuff. And like I said, we'll have eight more bodies added onto the, the pool. Plus people trying to requalify if they want to come back that didn't get to the top 16. So mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is a, a true blue one, right? The first one kind of had some freebies and people got to walk in and, and play for free. But this one, everybody's earning their spot. So that's that's pretty pretty fun. And um, and, and I say that the freebies didn't earn their spot. They were all grand champions or... Uh, like, I want a vault tour. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the, vault, the vault tour. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's... you know, and that was kind of like a payoff. That was kind of a payoff for the fact that you haven't, didn't get to go to Worlds and you didn't get to yeah. use it for anything mm-hmm. else. So that was kind mm-hmm. of the gift of that. So, um, but... This 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 season, like uh, everybody has to pretty much have their spot earned. They either had the top sixteen or requalify. So um, it's gonna be fun. Like I hope yeah. it's as I hope we have fun. I hope we have more bodies, more turnout, and like more representation. I get I hope we get to see more teams this time around, like new teams that we haven't seen before. Um, like the word is getting out. Like we're starting to see like uh, people from Russia playing and like that area, and like we we're so, you're seeing more and more Chinese players. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, like you know like i want to see everybody in the world you know playing keyforge with us that would be great like um i want it to be worldwide i want it to be an acclaimed and a prestigious title right and uh, grand champion for the season one is kiwi so he has that that he started his record right like he's uh mm-hmm. one one in a row he's looking for two um, one in a row. <laughs> so, so uh so let's see let's see how long he can keep his throne and see there you go let's see it's gonna be hard He's a very good player, but there's a lot of good guys, a lot of good guys and gals out there playing this. So, it's yeah. it's it's a it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, and I think marathons mm-hmm. marathons weed out the better players in some in some aspects. But we'll mm-hmm. see, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Cool, cool. All right. I'm just looking forward to in season two what other uh, common internet acronyms Jupiter doesn't know. I don't know so, a lot of them. If if you <laughs> if you watch that final game, Jupiter Jupiter thought G to G. G to G meant something else. So good, take, good to watch, go. Watch the final, and you guys will see what what I'm talking about. It's good to go. If I type it, it's good to go. Good to go. Oh no, <laughs> got to go. All right. Yeah, it's good to go. Hey, speaking of got to go, let's let's get into some. 
get us some top 10 cards. Yeah, we're talking about the house logos today. Um, and let's say this is just as hard as this. Um, mm-hmm. Probably very comparable. Like um, this one actually went deeper than this for me. Like uh, I had like nine ones I had to have. Like in this, I think I had seven that I felt I had to have. And then like this one went to like nine. And I was like, I got to have these. These are the ones I, I think are easy like top tens and then the, the 10th spot was like god there's like 30 other cards i could put here like what am i gonna pick right so of yeah. course of course i have my reasons and stuff and we'll talk about those because i'm certain like last week uh, i did i was looking at the list uh recapping with you from last week and i think we only had five common cards in the top 10 mm-hmm. which is it, it might be similar if not even fewer common because i agree that this was this there was a lot of of hard things like i think my top few last time i felt pretty solid on and then and then maybe like six through ten i was unsure of but yeah okay here i it's tough yeah so the disclaimer here is that uh the cards that we picked are cards that are good in a vacuum like basically by themselves in the deck and stuff like that or within like a certain amount of reasonable expectation like uh, i will give you an example of one that i did not put on my list this time around that is one that maybe he did but if i did sorry i'm stepping on you but like library access is a card that is really good but it has details that make it better like and so when it when you play library access and you think of library access you're always thinking of it with like having things like wild wormhole and things like that to really power the library access right there's no doubt that library access is an amazing card but in a vacuum and in, in a bad deck library access doesn't have that kind of effect so it might it it fell off of my list right um and it's not and i'm by no way think don't think that library access is a top top card for me right but um another thing we did too is we grouped cards that come together so like if you have graviton you have and it's coming with it if you have time traveler you have help from future self with it um so that kind of adds to the value of that because it's two cards basically and then you have to figure out if the average is worth it right um so we will get into those discussions when we hit them if we hit them um so honorable mention like i gave you my honorable mention library access right what, what is your honorable mention um so i would say Hmm. I think, uh, you know what? I, I think it would probably be Entropic Swirl because mm. I really, really enjoy that card, but mm-hmm. it, I just couldn't put it on my top 10. And, uh, I, I you know, I've been playing uh, recently with a deck that's that's got it, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? This card is better than I, I remembered. That's a... Uh, so that, that's a card that was heavily contested on my on my mind too, because you're getting mm-hmm. you're getting basically two amber and four damage on a card. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, and so for those to like that not to make the list is 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 rough, right? Like that's like wow, that, that was like one of those cards that fought for that tenth spot. It almost made it, but just couldn't mm-hmm. quite get there. Um, had had another another card in my mind at least for the tenth spot that was a little bit better than it because of certain specs but we'll get into that right now as we bring you the logos top 10 mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so draz i got to go first last week so this week i'm gonna let all you right. go, i'm gonna let you go first at number 10 all right my number 10, <laughs> 10 i 10. picked for my number 10 edi eddie four by four so uh okay. he says he's a three-power creature you play him out he archives a card and your opponent's keys cost plus one for each card in your archives. So archiving, really good. And uh, increasing key cost, really good. And uh, plus he's a creature you might be able to reap with him later. Now, this is in a vacuum, right? So I don't know that I have ways to protect him, and I don't know that I have other ways to <laughs> add a ton of cards to my archive. So um, 
I, I was going back and forth as to whether I should include this one in my uh, in my list, but um, I think with the combination of those things, the, the the possibility, even with random other stuff in the deck, is is pretty strong. So Fair. So Edai. So for me, uh, Edai, uh, quote unquote, Eddie four by four, did not make my list um, for reasons that you mentioned. Like um, I just mm-hmm. think that as a three power creature, it dies pretty easily. It has no form of protection, um, and or if you have like five of them, like in Dave's deck, uh, U boats, like sure like he's going to be amazing but uh i think just in a vacuum with one edi in my deck um i have a fun game for the end of this by the way that we're going to do so Ooh, uh it's excited gonna, yeah we're gonna it's gonna be fun but i'm not gonna tell you about it because i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to tip you but i guess that's unfair okay. i guess that's kind of unfair because i know the rules and you don't so like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, All right, but well, we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that when we get there then i'll i'll, I'll complain i'll complain how about that that's fair that's fair <laughs> i'll protest that's, that's fair that's fair okay so Next um time. <laughs> so so for ed i like I, I just didn't he didn't quite make my list because another creature that i think is more valuable than edi made the list mm-hmm. um and that car- creature is Cyberclone. um mm-hmm. and the reason i like Cyberclone is because it's a removal spell with a creature that basically takes over the best creature on the board right so um this is like one of those like pure value cards that when you play it like that you're going to get nothing but great value um the only downside of it the only reason it got down to number 10 for me was because like what happens if there's just nothing really worth cloning right um so there is a big not a big negative but there's a slight negative in that in that aspect where like maybe there's just nothing that you really want to waste the clone on and you you chain yourself while waiting for a clone target or you have to play um against something that isn't quite as um you know effective for what you want right so cyberclone and mimic gel they were they were a toss-up because both are really good um because mimic gel kind of works on your side of the board but the removal factor i thought was the thing that put, pushed cyberclone to 10. so did cyberclone make your list it did not now okay um i have never played with cyberclone i do not own it Whew. and um and so I, I really don't have a huge amount of experience with it, but um, I did seriously consider adding it even so <laughs> uh, because right, that ability to purge a creature of your choice is, is, is pretty strong, plus you get a creature out of it. Mm-hmm. So um, I, it does not at all surprise me that you, you put it on your list. Nope, like it was a toss-up between that and Mimic Gel, and I just decided to go with one that was more removal, um, and not be biased towards my deck that has four um, imprinted Mimics and a Mimic Gel, because mm-hmm. having five imprinted Mimics on the board and forging a key for one is bliss. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, um, I guess we move on to number nine then. Um, again, uh, neither one of these really affected our list list uh, moving up. So moving to the mm-hmm. next list, uh, I will go to number nine. And this is the hardest thing because like this number nine could easily be like number four for me. Like, like, okay. like okay. I, 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 could, okay. I could easily jump this up like anywhere in this mix because I think all these next cards are pretty cl- like close. But um, I went with sloppy lab work. Um, okay. And the reason I went with sloppy lab work, and I wrote lap work, um, but uh, the nice. reason I went with sloppy lap, <laughs> lab work is because uh, it's a card that gets you three cards, basically, because when you play it, you're drawing a card for playing it, you're getting the amber off of it, you're, plus, you're getting to archive a card, and you're getting able to pitch a card. So you're getting, like, four things out of one. Like, this is a super efficient card um, to help you basically get through your deck and that's what logos's engine is all about right um so 
I think yeah. slop, I think sloppy lab work is pure gas. Um, out of all the lab works, it's the best of the lab works. So therefore, he it wins the spot. And um, like I said, this could go pretty high up in my list if I it, like. I I don't know. Like uh, it was so hard. But uh, it's yeah. I, I can't, it's a really good card. I, I had it. I had it come in at number nine. Did it make your list? It didn't, but I was back and forth Woo. with it and, um, and I and a couple other cards on my list quite a few times. So it's uh, well, it's a very good card. Well, I mean, I mean that means you've already won. I've already won the debate of whose list is better because you. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see, sir. I don't know about you. Oh, about that. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. So what did you have at number nine? Number nine. Uh, so I put at number nine, Skippy Time Hog. Oh, did not so, make, did not make my list, but again had eyeballs on it because it's a card I love. Yeah, it's it's good, right? So Skippy is, uh, you know, it's a one power creature, a mutant, right? I, I almost like to think of him as traveling backwards in time from mass mutation into Coda, <laughs> uh, which is which is kind of fun. So um, uh, it says play. Your opponent cannot use any cards during their next turn. So that's that's a pretty strong ability, right? There are plenty of times when your opponent gets a big board out or has got some impressive artifacts out that uh, you just need to say you can't do that for a turn, and it can be it can be key key to play out. So uh, I think it's a great great utility card. It is definitely a control the weak level disruption. So like uh, I. 100% like he was one of the other creatures that I was like could be in this spot with Cyberclone but mm-hmm, yeah so mm-hmm. got no no ill will towards the Skippy because uh, I love mm-hmm. Skippy Time Hog especially like yeah. there was a double Time Hog deck in the league uh, Ooh. that was pretty good so um, I'll let you guys go find that one but it was fun um, and again you, nice. could, you could always just go to the uh, Crazy Killing Machine website and uh, look at the rosters and look at the decks that people brought into the season one. Um, they are still posted, and you can look at all three of the, car- the uh, decks that each person brought for this weird adaptive thing that we did. So, um, yeah. So I guess we're moving on to number eight, and it would be your turn to uh, spill right. the beans. So my number eight, another one I went back and forth with a whole ton. My number eight was Auto Encoder. Oh my god. So what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so auto encoder um is an artifact and uh basically when you it says after a card is discarded from your hand archive the top card of your deck so i went back and forth on this one a whole bit uh, uh quite a bit but part of the reason i i left it in was because if i just have a random set of cards and that is the premise for for our list here and maybe i'm playing sealed or something Auto encoder can be so powerful because I get some junky cards, I can just discard them, and I can archive a bunch of stuff that I'm going to want to use later. So I think for for that scenario, the scenario we're talking about here, auto encoder is pretty strong. So uh, so that's why I put it on my list at number eight. All right, my two cents is that auto encoder was on my list at number two because Ooh. in a in a vacuum where I don't know anything else. Auto encoder mm-hmm. empowers every card in my deck to be mm-hmm. a draw engine, right? Like you get to discard the card to be able to archive it, you know, to basically get a archived card to basically draw you through your deck and you get to keep doing this over and over again. Like auto encoder is arguably I want to make sure I don't, I, I don't over 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 be overzealous about it, but it is arguably one of the top 
artifacts in the game. I would say it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say mm-hmm. the top because there's some pretty dang good ones. Like Nepenthe Seed is still probably number one in my book, but um, Auto Encoder really touches on that. Like, uh, like I think they're all in that kind of elite level. So for me, Auto Encoder is number two. Um, it wasn't even a question whether that was making my list or not. Like there was three gotcha. cards. There was three cards in Logos that like there's no way in hell I'm leaving them off, and they're all in the top three. And you just named number two for me. So. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You know, it's interesting because I, I I went back and forth with Auto Encoder so much. I think part of it is like I need to spend more time practicing with it. I think it's it's such a huge skill testing card. And uh, mm-hmm. I do have an auto encoder deck that I really, really like, but it's got a lot of other stuff in it that that really helps, mm-hmm. namely an archivist. Um, yeah. But um, so the, um, so I got to spend more time with just random auto encoder decks. Yeah. So the thing with auto encoder is this: it's it it basically gives you an option with every card that you are looking to play. If a card that you are going to play doesn't impact the board or doesn't really move your board, you probably want to discard it to archive and draw more. Because that's mm-hmm. getting you two cards for one, like um, mm-hmm. basically every time. So is Martian Generosity good? Yes. So is Martian Generosity in a in a, a form where instead of paying an amber, you're paying a card to draw to? It's pretty good, right? Like, um, and that's kind of what auto encoder brings to the board in my mind. Um, I might be delusional. I am old, but um, at the same time, uh, <laughs> auto, good. auto encoder, like the key to auto encoder and making it really good is realizing that every turn you take now, you have a way to cycle cards. Um, and that's huge um, because you can look at each card and go, is it worth my, do I, do I really want this one amber pip right now? Or would I rather draw two cards basically? Um, and it's like it's like a it's like never bad like it can't be bad like unless you play it and you absolutely have nothing to do with it like right away and they kill it the next turn that's the only way that i guess it was bad but even then you drew out hate, removal hate so like yeah. like uh borrow yeah but, uh you know, borrow is horrible because then you're just giving it to them that's even worse yeah. Yeah. but uh but yeah but like there you go so like auto encoder for me i think is, is a, a very elite card um and you can you can comment and you can comment all you want about it and uh, i will listen to your gripes as uh <laughs> as 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 well as I can, if you believe that Drascore is right, with auto encoder all the way down at eight versus my all the way down, <laughs> still made my top ten out of uh, a very a very very uh, uh, you know elite list of cards. <laughs> <laughs> and my auto encoder up at number two. But with that said, let me get to my uh, number yeah. eight. Let me get back yeah, to my number eight. Out. And my number eight <laughs> was interdimensional graft. Um, mm. And the reason mm. I put it there is because it is scaling Amber Control, and it does change the way people have to play the game. Um, if they have a bursty burst deck and they're trying to throw, uh, saying like they have to be weary of it, if they want, they, if they don't want to give up this extra Amber, they have to um, play around it, like right. And so you're basically warping the way that they're thinking and what they're going to reap with and how much Amber they're going to potentially make, all because it's in your deck. Um, bad thing with interdimensional graft is after two keys, it's not scary no more. <laughs> like, uh, but yep. it does still give you an amber pip. Therefore, it still made my list because at worst case scenario, it's one amber. Um, but at best case scenario, it wins you the game. So like, um, interdimensional graft. Not, I, I guess this one probably could have went down one in it. Like, I could have easily moved lab work up here, but I was, I guess, I was being nice to interdimensional graft because of the uh, work, <laughs> the, the work that it's done for me lately. But um, like, uh, I think that it's gotten only gotten stronger um, with the way that, like, the rush in MM is and stuff. So, like, I think that Graft is just a dangerous card. It's kind of like on that TM, T, TMPT. Um, TP. Or T, too much to protect uh, level. TMT. And by the way, um, 
shout out to Wilkie, aka Not Tonight. When we were talking about DOK last week and trying to figure out what the symbol was for our, for scaling our, uh, scaling oh. amber control, it is the TMPT goblin running away with the sack on its back. Is that what that is? Yeah. Oh. oh. Okay. It do- Yeah, you're right. It does look like that. Oh. Yeah. So that's that that that's what that was. Um, and um, so thanks for her for that. I'm going to have to like hook her up at some point with something. Uh, I don't know what, because mm-hmm. I don't want to mail anything to Poland anymore, but maybe I'll give her, <laughs> give her a free entry into our, our one of our events, uh, our cash events. Um, mm. That's what I'm going to do, actually. I'll, I'll contact her after this podcast. Oh, look at you, sir. So uh, we're going to do that. And so with that said, um, I guess I'll do my number six, since you kind of stole my number two later. Um, and my number six is Scrambler Storm. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. So wait, we're on seven, right? That was, yeah, seven, sorry. This is seven. I can't count. All right, so we're backwards to, to uh, number seven. So it's number seven for me was Scram- Scrambler Storm. I have a grid that mm. just says one through ten. I didn't put numbers next to them. So, But uh, so mm-hmm. for me, I, I picked Scram- Scrambler Storm. Why? Because this is kind of the opposite of what uh, we are looking at in the logos house like where uh most of the time it's all about value and this is about disruption and counter value and scrambler storm to me has always been a game over card it wins you the game if you play it in the right at the right time and even when it's not the right time sometimes it can buy you enough time to get back in the game um there's just a lot of power here with scrambler storm so like um it's right up there with the the one that i always forget the name of um stealth mode in um star alliance um they very similar cards and both are super dangerous and uh actually just really really good cards um there's nothing ever bad about scrambler storm because at worst case scenario you're getting one amber and maybe you don't turn off anything that they have um action wise but uh at the same time when you play it you know what you're turning off so if they did have it you're pretty happy that they can't play it so uh scrambler storm is my number seven yeah yeah and actually so so you know, I mentioned that I locked down my list when I sat down, mm-hmm. uh, just about to record and open my list back up, and I saw Skippy Timehawk at number nine. I said, "What? Why didn't I put Scrambler Storm at, right around there too?" <laughs> um, so it's all—it's hard. It's such a good card. Such yeah. a good card can really can yeah. really uh, can win you the game. Can win you the game for sure. And Scrambler Storm on my list is why Skippy isn't on my list because mm-hmm. I kind of put them in a similar category. And I think actions, yep. I think I think actions are more dangerous than than uh, usage. So that's why I, I picked Scrambler Storm. And that's all. Can be can... depends on depends on the matchup, right? So it's, right, yeah. it depends what's on the board. Yeah. But like if I'm in a place to win, I think Scrambler Storm wins me games more than, often than Skippy will because Skippy stops you on the board, but you can't stop what's in their hand. So there's an unknown that could still stop you. Whereas that with sure. Scrambler Storm, you're just you're putting brakes on everything. Like you're like, okay, I know that he can't stop me on the board, so now I'm gonna make sure he doesn't stop me with actions. So I don't that's know. fair, but that's yeah, my, that's, no, that's my, very that's, fair. That's my assessment. So if you have nothing else to say about Scrambler Storm, I would like to hear what your number seven was. My number seven. Mm-hmm. Number seven is Helperbot. So I definitely needed to put out either Helperbot or Phase Shift somewhere in here. I gave the slight nod to to Helperbot as a creature since you can, you know, more easily recur it or bounce it to your back to your hand mm-hmm. uh, in a few different ways. And uh, being able to play uh, out of house, right? Playing a non-Logos card uh, when it comes into play. Um, can just create all sorts of fun and and important combos. This is a random deck of cards, random set of cards, so don't really know what mm-hmm. we are 
um, comboing here, but but even worst case, you're you're cycling through your deck quicker because you're playing something out of house. So uh, so it's pretty pretty good. So I put Helper Bot as my number seven. Yeah, so segueing into my number six, my helper bot, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I had at number, I had at number <laughs> six, um, and the same reasons, like everything you said, um, I, I think I just dropped them a little bit on the list because um, the power of it is is incredible. But um, I think that with unknowns and stuff like that, sometimes he's not that great. But then you get him in decks where you can like um, you know brig combo into a key cheat or something, and he's just unstoppable or you know, like just giving you that versatility out of a out of a logo's hand to go get your Martian generosity or go get your, yeah. uh, you know, get get a card that just matters, right? And like um, play Helber... your hysteria, then play yeah. him again. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. is gross. Like uh, it does lots yeah. of lots of cool things and um um very powerful. And again, we're getting into cards that are all going to be stupid good. So um that was my number six. So I guess we'll just do your number six now because uh, you covered sure. it. Sure. <laughs> number six. I had Kowtow Vapors. Ooh. So I guess I had this in my slot for for lab work or whatnot, but uh, you know, being able to to draw a card and uh, to hunt for things in mm-hmm. that way now during this turn now feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you don't get that ember, but you do get to draw and then archive, and uh, it's very efficient. And as really, you know, I've got some decks that really helps you move through quickly and helps you set up great turns with your archive in the future. Yeah, Tatao didn't make my list for the exact reason that I have Sloppy Lab work. I think they're mm-hmm. the similar type of card, but you get more value out of Sloppy Lab work, I think, than you do out of Tatao Vapors. Um, but they're different kinds of value. So like, um, mm-hmm. sometimes you'd mm-hmm. rather have the Tatao because you're not losing anything out, like at all. Whereas with Sloppy Lab, lab work, you are discarding a card. But um, you know, like in a, in a, in a non known deck i think discarding a card sometimes probably would be better than uh keeping it but uh, at the same time tata does let you fix your hand to have a bigger turn right so that's they're very comparable like um that was the only reason tata didn't make my list is because i had sloppy so like i was like i'm not gonna do, do two of the same but yeah and that and, and that's kind of another reason why in tropic swirl and like um Cards like that didn't make the list is because they're all actions that do really cool things and stuff like that. But um, with that said, um, we're talking card value. Um, my number five is Igor. Um, mm-hmm. Because Igor is probably my favorite. No, I can't say that. I can't say that because my number one is a creature. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, but my Igor, my Igor is a is one of the top three creatures um in my in my house for logos like uh three there's three creatures that i love to see um and he like igor in multiples like three or more is just disgusting and um i think it helps you ride through your deck so fast and weed out all your logos cards like i play them as a way to basically get to two houses right and then once you're in two houses you're just flying along right like you're basically putting your deck into an algorithm where it is um you're seeing more and more card value because we talked about the scaling of like how many cards you play per turn and how fast you get through your deck what cards like igor and stacks make means that if you igor into an igor into an igor you just like weeded out so many cards from your deck and like got so many logos cards out of the you know out of the order that now you're going to be drawing more stacked hands right um and i think that's something people don't think about with igor and, and, and the kind of value and speed it goes but it also helps you dig when you need a card and there's a card that you're looking for and you need that answer right so igor has like a double-edged sword to it and um like if it sticks to the board and gets you more amber along the way with reaping Wow, that was value, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, Igor, All number better. Igor, number five for me on the list. Where is he on your list? Yeah, so actually, he, he did not make my list, but he's wah, very good. Wah, wah. He's very good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, he's actually, um, 
it's good you bring them up because um, I do wonder if some of my early, you know, early experiences of not liking him in terms of initially feeling bad when I was still learning that um, I was discarding cards that I wanted. Like, it, this is probably a great card to recommend to folks to to say, focus on this as you're learning the game and get comfortable with saying, hey, I'm just going to take one of these three cards, discard the other ones, and realize that that really, really helps your deck. I think, um, as, a, I think as a new player, Igor is a very challenging card, like you said, because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you think every card is great and like you don't mm-hmm. want to get rid of anything so you really don't right. know and then you don't maybe understand the thing of an identity of a deck or like what your deck is really trying to do like um casual players especially they just want to play igor and like they're like oh my god i'm throwing away all these cards i would rather put on the board and fight with or whatever right um mm-hmm. but uh as far as the math of the game goes and just understanding your deck and getting all those tons of reps and that like professional quote-unquote players would, would do or like more I guess, I guess we won't say professional because it really isn't a professional Keyforge player, but we'll say a committed Keyforge player, um, <laughs> the new term, right? Like a committed t- uh, Keyforge player um, is going to look at Igor in a completely different way because it's basically just building value for you, like no matter how you yeah. look. Like um, that's why like cards like Sloppy Lab work are kind of tricky to new players as well because you have to yep. discard a card. That's horrible. I'd rather just play Lab Work wrong answer because you're losing speed right like you're losing your your ability to move through the deck um and these are things that kind of come with advanced teachings and stuff like that and with that i'll segue into the fact that i'm going to be doing a beginner series soon on keyforge um kind of revisiting back in the days like when I, I did this before but uh with more value um and i have blinking line as my um as my uh checks and balances guy and he's going to help me create (laughs) create all these uh these new videos um for brand new players so we're going to go over everything um terminologies and like you know how use is what use is what actions are everything like that blah 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 and um, i'm not going to get into it too much but if you're a new player look for those videos um i will be putting them out on twitter and and on the keyforge premier league page when they're all done um they're going to come out as a full group so there's going to be six of them at this point um that are going to come out in a in a package so that you can watch nice. them, so, so you can watch them at your own will and they i promise that they will be under 15 minutes each so um the idea is clear concise and get you moving and playing the game that's all this is so uh, look for those videos they'll be out within three months that gives me a lot of time <laughs> there you go <laughs> i like it you know i'll like get them it. out as soon as i can but like i don't want to yeah, put a yeah, timeline yeah. sure <laughs> but sure, sure, yeah sure. But, the, but the, it's in the works. We've had our first meeting. I have my notes. I have to now start to build the build the presentation. So mm-hmm. it won't be long, but I'm not going to tell you when because then I'll feel like I'm on a deadline, and I don't want that. I've got too many other things. <laughs> All right. <laughs> get so, your hands on a lot of stuff. All so, right. Uh, your number five is... My number five is... Eureka! Eureka! I feel like I have to say it that way. Eureka! Because it's got an exclamation it, point. <laughs> well, because it's my number four, yeah. Ah, cool, cool. Yeah, so it's got an ember on it. Mm-hmm. It's an alpha, and it's got one of the best bits of artwork in in the game, uh, in my opinion. Uh, in well, in in logos, let's say, is, in terms of funny, funny that, artwork, not is, best artwork, funny artwork. Is that is that well, how is that how you're going to define the power and why it's at number five? Because it yep. has great artwork. No, <laughs> great artwork. All right, what does it actually do? So it's an alpha. It says play. Gain two ember, so kind of sort of three ember, except <laughs> in a better way than when you're playing your opponents in furnace against your opponents in furnaces. Correct. Then archive two random cards from your hand. 
Um, so that's good. That's really good. Sure, occasionally you you might archive something you actually wanted to play this turn, but you're gonna have it later. Um, this is a really really strong first turn play, right? Especially turn one. Uh, play one card, archive a bunch, burst up to three ember. Um, that that that's really really good, and um, it's uh, it's just a powerful card all around. Yeah, there was debate about Eureka when it first came out about whether it was good or not, and I just kept going telling people, I'm like, so if I gave you a card that said draw th- or uh, get three amber, draw two cards, is that good? Because that's what Eureka is, <laughs> like, okay, in a, in a in a layman's term, right? It's not quite that easy or that good, but like it is on that level of how good it is, right? And um, when you get half a key plus t- two cards, like uh best one, one of the very top like top five easily uh first play cards in the game like mm-hmm. right like like, mm-hmm. like first turn if i am on the first turn and i have eureka in hand i feel giddy because i can't play anything else anyway so no matter what i hit with the eureka it's fine to go to the archive and like if i hit the right cards and get them in the archive my god i'm off to like a running start right um mm-hmm. so eureka that's why it was number four for me because i think eureka is probably one of my favorite openers and like uh the card is just pure gas i love it Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's good stuff for sure. So, so speaking on that, we'll move to your number four since you've you've been killing my guys like one by one. I have, I have, but knocking them off right in advance. Let's right. see, let's see if I can do it again. Yeah. Um, number four. So my number four is mother. <laughs> my number three is mother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so mother is a five power creature. During your draw card step, refill your hand to one additional card, and um. Plus, it's got some, you know, sweet alien vibes, almost. You know, I think of Mother, I think of, uh, you know, the movie Aliens. Uh, but there's also cake in the background of the image if you look closely. So maybe it's a happy version of Aliens. I don't know. <laughs> so um, just being able to draw a card, extra card every single turn is such a powerful advantage. And the fact that it's five power and it's going to be hard to kill, regardless if you don't have other taunt and whatnot it you know that might be out for quite a few turns it's gonna have opportunities to reap it's it's just very very good yeah so like i think mother is just pure value five body hard to kill and lots of cards to draw um that's fantastic and like there's just no bad to mother right like she hits the board like she's going to demand removal if you want to get rid of her um which is fine um she's if she sticks she gets you card like she gets you scaling card advantage <laughs> ah new term mm-hmm. uh, you like right the longer she stays uh, stays in, in play the more she's going to uh get you in value right it's going to go one mm-hmm. to two to three to four i guess it's not really scaling but it's like a sequential card advantage right like every turn that she stays in play she's going to basically get you um just more advantage so um she's kind of packaged in with daughter so yeah so like there is a um a bit of that um you know like that's why daughter's probably not on the list but uh that's the yeah that's the uh the, the figure the power of daughter, mother yeah daughter's great but uh i think having three extra power is so much stickier than having elusive right just a, a simple twin bolt or stuff like that a punch right all those things will just take out daughter so Yep, I I agree. Um, that's why Mother is better. I agree 100%. As I said on, on, on the coach stream the other day when they were doing quizzes and they said, what's better, mother or daughter? And I was like, mother by a lot. <laughs> but okay, cool. So you killed my number three. Let's see if you can kill my number one. Nice. Let's see if you can kill my number one before I get to it. <laughs> well, uh, my number three is 
Zenzi Zenzi Zenzik. Okay, well, it is not my number anything. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is uh, in some ways similar to Mother. Uh, it it is a four power, two armor creature. It is a leader, right? So, uh, which means it has to be in the center of your battle line in order to to be effective. And during mm-hmm. your draw card step, if Zenzi Zenzi Zenzik is in the center of your battle line, refill your hand up to two additional cards. So um, you can you can get a lot. A lot, a lot of uh, cards out of Zenzi, Zenzi, Zenzik. And uh, I, I flipped the place back and forth with Mother uh, a few times. But uh, it's, uh, it's a very, very good card. Yeah, they kind of scaled, in my opinion, like the same, Mother and Zenzik. And that's why Zenzik's not on my list, because I think Mother, he falls into that Mother realm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think Mother is better um, than Zenzik. But um, that's because Mother can be anywhere, anytime. If you get a Zenzik late, like, you might just not get to the center of the battle line. If you get him early, like, first turn, great. Awesome card. Almost as good as Eureka, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. pr- pretty solid card. But, um, like, uh, I don't like the fact that he, he is limited in where he lands, right? So, because mm-hmm. you might just get a four power two armor creature, which is still pretty decent, but it's not a draw two cards per turn good. So, um, with that said, um, I'm sure you're going to kill my number one with your number two. I, I just have a feeling because you have a feeling it may been, well be. We'll side. see. So let's go to number two because you already know auto encoder was my number two. So what um, was your number two? I, I'm guessing it was a creature. It is a creature, <laughs> and it is uh, the most nuclear of creatures. <laughs> it is uh, the Neutron Shark. Yes, that is my number one, Neutron Shark. Ah, okay, okay. So the Neutron Shark is, is really powerful. It's, it's only one power, but who cares? Uh, play, fight, reap, destroy an enemy creature or artifact, and a friendly creature or artifact. Discard the top card of your deck. If that card is not a Logos card, trigger this card again. So it's artifact removal, it's creature removal, it's get rid of the stuff you don't care about and take out the most important things on your opponent's side of the board. Just super, super versatile. Um, it's it's plus uh, just fun to talk about. Neutron Shark. It's a mutant also. So that sometimes, you know, if you're playing MM, that'll have a, uh, could have an interesting combination effect with other cards you might have mm-hmm. in MM. So uh, mm-hmm. Neutron Shark. And the Neutron Shark just does everything. It kills artifacts, it kills creatures, it just destroys things, it decimates them. Um, it basically literally goes, I'm going to take little bits of pieces of you, and I'm going to take the pieces I want first, and like I'm going to get rid of them. And then he is a little bit limited in the fact that if you flip a Logos card, he turns himself off. But if you don't flip a Logos card, then he just keeps eating, right? Um, and then when you put that in a vacuum, it's amazing. But then you think of all the combos it has with it as well, like even though we're not doing that. Um, mm-hmm. But you have all the uh, automatons, you have the Arch- mm-hmm. the uh, Archimedes, like um, there's so many ways to empower the Neutron Shark, which didn't need empowering. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, so that's why it's number one for me. But um, I think it's number one with a bullet for me, like uh, because it's just the most versatile Logos card in Logos, I think. That's yeah, really good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And the art is cool. Okay, I'm curious to know what number one is. My number one. So you, you actually mentioned it earlier. I, I you a, said it wasn't on your list. I had a feeling. Yeah, yeah. So time traveler slash help some future self is uh, is my number one, and uh, you know I don't know, maybe part of this is you know it's one of the early decks I got was time traveler help some future self back when I was still very casually playing this game, but it's just 
I was just like, wait, what is this? It's so strong. And, uh, you know, it would just help me win games on its own uh, in that deck and just just allow you to cycle and move through the deck so quickly. And, um, you know, uh, what are they going to do? They kill it. Oh, you just bring it back. You know, it's just so it's a strong card. So my number one, uh, I guess I should say what it is uh, for just in case. so the Time Traveler is gives you an Ember Pip to play it. It's a two-power creature. It says play, draw two cards, and then action, shuffle Time Traveler back into your deck, which means you're going to be able to play it probably multiple times. But if that wasn't enough, it also always comes with the card, Help from Future Self, which also gives you an Ember Pip. And it says, search your deck and discard pile for a Time Traveler, reveal it, put it into your hand, shuffle your discard pile into your deck. So you're just going to be able to play it a lot and get a ton of value out of this card throughout the course of the game. Mm-hmm. Basically, the best case scenario for your time traveler to play in a, in, a, in a bubble is you get three Ember out of it and you get to draw um, four cards. It's pretty is good. That, is that right? No, it's two cards. It would still be two cards because you'd have, the, you'd have it in play, which means, well, yeah, I guess it would be four because you'd already have drawn off of what you played. So you'd have the value there to attack with it, like get it killed, um, so you get damage out of it as well. Plus, you get the it gets to die. So you get to help from future self. It now you get the amber pip off that. You get to reshuffle all your cards that you had in the, your discard out of play. So it could be timely against Infernus, but not. Um, then you basically get to bring back the time traveler, and then you get to play the time traveler for another pip. Draw two more cards, and uh, you're on your way, right? Um, so mm-hmm. I can't I can't can't argue. Um, it didn't make my list mostly because of it's prime example of like its best play normally is going to be help from future self into time traveler and play time traveler draw two cards so that gave me the idea of like well it's one amber and a one one creature basically on average for two cards in your deck but it is taking two cards out of your deck so it it does help you cycle um yeah 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 but like there's just so many good spells and so many good things in uh logos that like i was just like i think i could leave this one off and um lots of good stuff around yeah there's so many cards that didn't make the list that are amazing like um let's do a quick rundown of uh, some of the ones that were on my short list and then i'll do one mm. i'll do one for one with you until you until you want to quit how's that sure let's uh, do so, it. so let's do um there's auto vac 5150 card is insane mm. it's basically mm-hmm. library of the dam mixed with uh <laughs> with a um uh lash of broken lash. Dreams. Yeah. yeah yeah in in logos <laughs> yeah it's pretty good yeah. it's pretty good yeah yeah, I um what do you let's got? see what else did I uh I uh how about um um I thought about I'm just scrolling through here now. How about Mimic Gel? Mimic Gel is one that mm-hmm. I uh I yeah. do really like and um you know, just being able to copy um maybe another mother or or something really good that your opponent has mm-hmm. coming into play can be really really strong. Yeah, Professor Sutterkin. Mhm. Uh, a must answer or you lose kind of card. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like. Uh, yeah, he's very good. I, I left him off because he's so easy to kill. Right, but, right. Uh, we're yeah, just, but we're he's not, very strong. We're just. These are all honorable mentions. This is just showing you the value of Logos and how many good cards are still not on this list. Sure, sure. I, I got like five um, more on my list that I, that I haven't crossed off yet that we haven't said or mentioned. Yeah, whole bunch, right? Uh, Bouncing Death Quark. Right. Uh, yeah, that's similar. Good. That's kind of like Similar Neutron Shark. That's why I didn't, I didn't yeah. use that, but. Um, but it doesn't kill artifacts. That's why Neutron Shark is way better, right? I agree. Um, you have Graviton. 
Mm-hmm. We did kind of mention him though, so I guess whatever. But um, let's see, we talked that, we said that, we said that, we said that. I uh, said that. Krizap. Said that. Krizap is really good. Yeah, board wipe um, for non mutant things. Uh, it can kind of be double edged though, because a lot of the times you don't have mutants, that many mutants uh, in mm-hmm. in Logos, but for the most part, it's great. Desania. Yeah. Uh, Desania is a MVP in this current meta anyway. Um, I think she's been very workhorse, kind of like the um, Code Monkey. Right. Uh, redacted right. the key cheat, like pretty good. Redacted's uh, interesting, yeah. I like uh, memory chip. Memory well. chip, yep, that's one right here. I cross it off. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then there's positron bolt and twin bolt emission, like mm-hmm. um, very close Great to making value. my list. Yep. And then like last thing I have here that was on my list of things I thought about was strange gizmo. Um, another interesting, mm. another interesting. interesting. Board. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword board wipe. And uh, I know if I didn't put it on my list, I would have uh, Richard Hader like. Uh, Redder would uh, come uh, after you. <laughs> yeah, he'd be coming after me. <laughs> Where's my bizarre Badoo? Where's my bizarre yeah. Badoo? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Get out of here, better. No, no. <laughs> no, I, 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 I know. I, I agree. I agree with him. I love Strange Gizmo. Um, yeah. But he is the. I need to practice more with that card. I, I, I have only like one or two decks with it, and mm-hmm. um, can't say that I've figured it all the way out. It just warps your opponent's ability to play, because mm-hmm. if they think that you're going to push to a key and like make a key and they don't have a way to answer it, then they're not going to play things that they would normally play and things. So, like, it really can be mm-hmm. offsetting to their tempo. Um, it's just good, right? Like, uh, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a solid mm-hmm. card. So, But that yeah. is that is Logos, folks, and uh, that pushes yeah. right at the hour mark, so perfect for us. Um, yeah. But uh, I got nothing else for this episode. We talked about a lot today, um, but we hope that you uh, like what you're doing. And uh, I already put out yeah. in our Discord um, that next week's topic we're going to be doing shadows. Nice shadows. Nice. Not making it any easier. Uh, now on choices. Now actually, I got. Uh, oh, sorry. Good. No, go ahead. I was going to say I got one interesting thing as I was going through this list that I um, pulled out of some of the data that I was like, "What? This doesn't make any sense." Um, so there is a logos card that is a maligned logos card that has a win rate greater than fifty percent. Can you guess what this maligned logos card is? What is maligned? Like uh not not well thought of. Oh, not well thought of. Okay. Um that has a high win rate. Got a So if if you don't search for it, I'll just say out there it's 50.8%. So it's above 50% win rate. Oh. Um I'm not looking, so it's going to take me a, th- a second to think mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. what card could that be? 58%. Not thought uh, about 50.8, not, not 58. Oh, 50.8. Oh, I was going to say 58%. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, I think that's Gravitron level. Like, good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know anything no. that great. Yeah. No, um, no, no. Hmm. I don't know, like, like Titan Librarian? No, but people like that card. Yeah, um, I like that card. Um, it's not Titan Librarian. Nope. Universal Key Lock is pretty good. Yeah, it's not that one either. Um, I'll get one more guess and then I'll be out of my. I'll okay. be. I'll be out. Um. Jesus, what would it be? Can't be. I said malign, so it means people don't like this card. Mm-hmm. 
and it's not that great. Um, but it has a high win rate. Mm. Well, quote unquote high. Oh, better 50, than average. Yeah, I was gonna say fifty point eight isn't really that great, but it's, it's not. It's got to be something. But... It's got to be something shocking. Then it has to be shocking, uh-huh. kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How about? bad like trying to think like bad like what's bad like i don't know like no idea like um i I would say titan titan mechanic it's not titan mechanic so this card has a almost a full percentage point win rate higher than auto encoder and it is Dexter. Oh, interesting. Maligned. I should have known that. Nobody likes Dexter. <laughs> Dex, Dex, yeah. Dexter. You know why? You know why Dexter has a high win rate? Because he discards uh. to help you draw more. So <laughs> <laughs> people realize to discard him. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. No, Maybe. you just discard him. You just get rid of him. Throw him out. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, "What? How can that be higher than some of these other chunky cards down here?" Yeah, but there's cards that are below 50% that are obviously fantastic. Like standardized testing, I know, is below 50%, I think. I, I think I remember seeing that. It, it may be, but um, I don't know. Situ- uh, standardized testing is obviously very situational, right? Um, it's pretty dang but, good. Uh, but, um, it's pretty good. It's yeah, pretty, it depends, it, it's it depends what's your deck, right? But uh, yeah, it's higher higher than so many cards that are great. It's it's higher than Hapsis, right? It's higher than Jerkoggle. It's higher than Cyberclone. I, I know. I know. When we did our art special, Fila was like at like forty eight or so percent, forty nine. I can't remember. It was, it was sub fifty mm. too. And Fila's good. Like interesting. Mm-hmm. But these numbers, yeah. these numbers are also subject to um, people playing on the Crucible and like, like. I know for myself, I don't play my top level on the Crucible, like, hardly ever. Like, um, because mm. I'm usually doing work, and I'm just running through decks and stuff, so... Like, the data could be sort of skewed on that. Like, um, win rates and percentages and stuff are weird, but... Uh, Maybe, I, do... I mean, it's a, it's a big enough pool, right, of just so many folks, so many games using all different strategies. It, I yeah. Mean, it's, it's not perfect, but it feels like a relatively representative. Yeah, I mean... I know, I know they love Ultra Ultra Gravitron because the mm-hmm. really good Ultra Gravitron decks are getting played, and people are winning with them because they're just powerful in their own right, right? But you play Ultra Gravitron against a person that plays like competitively or in their head, like you know they basically play decks that have answers to things. Like Gravitron, all of a sudden, is not as good, right? Like, mm-hmm. but it's gonna, yeah. it's still gonna win most of the time that it gets seen, right? Like because it's that good. It's kind of, kind right. of like it's kind Plus, of like mother. Yeah, for mass mutation, the sample size is also a lot lower, right? So um, yeah, that's true. That means that you can you can more easily uh, get get results that are out out of line with uh, a distribution for something like Coda or or Worlds Collide or something like that. Yeah, I guess that. All right, guys. Well, that's all we got for you. That was, uh, that's our recap here. Um, this was our Logos ideas. Again, these are our opinions. Nothing more, nothing less. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, hit us up on uh, Discord. Give us a chat. Uh, we'd yeah. love to we'd love to talk about it. And if you have an idea for a future show, once we get through these houses and stuff, um, let us know. And we will do our best to fit it in. Me and Draskor love to debate. So um, mm-hmm. team, <laughs> teammates bumping heads like boom, boom. 
<laughs> but uh, anyhow, um, so I'm uh, uh, here's the uh, the caveat too to what I think we're going to do is like at the end of the season, once we're done done with all these different houses that we're doing, we're going to go back and we're going to construct decks like a, oh, a hy- hypothetical deck of three houses with the best lineup that you can um, only repeating cards within a house up to twice. I don't know if that's something I'm good at. That's something you're going to have to do. So start, start, oh start, start, start planning. And then what we'll do is we'll, we'll create a deck and um, obviously you can have up to two. So you already have a good start in, in logos. Cause if you have two time travelers, that's pretty sweet. That's like four cards right off your list. So, <laughs> but how good will they be? But we'll see. Well, we'll we'll give it a go. Yeah, we'll, we'll give, give it, it a go. go. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll create deck lists for each house um, based on our top tens, and uh, basically can have up to two, basically of any of the cards in the top ten, in any type of order. And then what we'll do is we'll see who makes a, the better list. And then what we can do is maybe we can input them into TCO, and fight. Fight, fight, fight. Although we'll uh, we might not be able to generate a legal deck. We'll see. I think you, I think there's a way in TCO to make decks, but I'm gonna look into it. You can it. just make a random. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well. Maybe maybe not, but I think you can make it in decks of Keyforge, maybe, and then oh, because it has to be in the. Master well, you can Ball. do hypothetical, but uh, I'll talk. I don't to, know. I'll talk to we'll my see. I'll talk to my TCO guys and see if it's possible. Your contacts. <laughs> yeah. See, see if it's possible, but uh, just for uh, the sake of science. But um, anyway, uh, yeah. So we'll see you guys next week with shadows, and this is Jupiter from Manlius, New York, saying. Keep forging. I'll catch you on the flip side. And this is Drascore. Happy forging, guys. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. And if you'd like to be part of the conversation, reach out to us at KeyForgePremierLeague at gmail.com and join the show. Without you, we couldn't be us. Check out www.KeyForgePremierLeague.com for links to all our content, including learn to play videos and critique on gameplays. No matter what your level is, you are always welcome. Be a part of it. The Keyforge Premier League. Get there.